time for the big three. Three stocks, three charts, three trades. Ben Lichtenstein will take us through the charts. Here to take us through the trades is Tom O'Brien, CEO of TFNN. Great to see you both on this Tuesday morning. So here we go. New trading week, but is it same old story? Um, we've seen tech under major pressure. In fact, I was saying that the NASDAQ is 28% off its 52-week highs, and we saw some serious selling late last week at the end of the Friday. But there's IBM at 127 today, Tom. What are you thinking? Why is this one jumping out at you? So the three picks we have today, they're all shot sales, basically, because uh, the way this market's been trading, you know, when I was on you the last time, I was expecting this market to come to this level, but the bottom line is that last Thursday, we came down, particularly on the NASDAQ, way too much volume. That's telling me we want to go to these June lows. So at IBM, you could shot IBM at this particular place, 127.67. I put a really start, uh, basically I would have got stopped out this morning if this was done prior, but you could put the stop over today's high and you're looking for this to get down to the 114 area. This is, uh, the, you have two different things in IBM. You get a high volume low at 125, but the bottom of this consolidation is down there at that uh, 114.45. And I expect um, it's gonna try to make its way down to that level. Yep, okay. So what do you think here, Ben, when you he's doing sell short here, what do you think? Well, I think we have been trending lower. I think uh, that negative sentiment's probably not only felt by Tom based on the charts you can see on the 15-minute uh, time frame, I started with a, bit, a little bit more granular approach towards analyzing what we've been seeing. And, well, here you can see, uh, uh, again, a well-defined trend to the downside. You can see that we've been uh, coming off those August highs that we saw. This was up around uh, 139. You can see recently trying to break out of balance area number five, which is just part of this migration of value to the downside. But the daily shows that it's been kind of relatively contained since the pandemic. We sold off from 150 down to 86, and you can see, well, 151 it was. I wrote 152 here, but for the most part, you can see just a bit of a chop, kind of hanging out near the upper half of this range. So we always talk about as long as you're holding above the middle, uh, you're kind of favoring longs in theory, below the middle, favoring shorts, but no real lean one way or the other here. I mean, that's not necessarily my approach towards trading. I look for a more well-defined trend environment to the upside, kind of along the lines what we've seen up or down, in this case down uh, on the more granular time frame in terms of IBM. The weekly shows that, well, this uh, range-bound price activity we've seen since the pandemic, here that is, again, talking 152 down to uh, those lows that we identified around 86, 87. But here you can see that that's just part of the selling that's been playing out since they topped out around 206. This goes back to 2013. And here you can see how, you know, for me, it's tough to get excited about stock shares when you see the past and the present in terms of what we're seeing. And uh, while we can hope for investors that we change things around in terms of the future, just kind of sideways, not a lot of directional conviction here. So again, for me, think if you're trading this one, unfortunately, you have to revert to that more granular time frame where you have seen a well-defined trend because it's giving you something to base trade on and structure uh, to base uh, assumptions, working assumptions on in this instance. I think that's still pretty clear that the trend is to the downside, and that's a valid one. Yeah, understood, understood. Are you feeling that way about the whole market, Tom, by the way, as we continue to focus on IBM here? What has happened is this, is that we got volume inside the NASDAQ and the NDX 100. The volume inside the S&P started lightening up on Thursday. So when that normally happens, Nicole, right, is that the most deviant thing it can do is come down, test the lows, right, probably spike them, meaning get underneath them, and then go above them. 
and it's going to be the NASDAQ. If the NASDAQ, we need buyers in the NASDAQ. That's my take on it. So I think we're going to the, you know, to the June lows. And if you're a bull, you'd like to see that happen right away. Because when you come down so severely, which we have, then the selling will just, that's it. I mean, there's only so much selling, there's only so much buying. If this goes sideways for too long, then it's more trouble. But I suspect that, you know, right now the, the June lows are game. That's, that's it. And this dollar, you know, you're talking about the dollar. You know, if the dollar already broke a high, if this goes a little bit higher, yeah. the dollar's going to 120, it's going to 121. 121 was the high 21 years ago, because I started the gold report when the dollar, gold was 282 and the dollar was 121. So the dollar is the problem with these markets in general. That's my take on it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and I I mean, Ben watches the dollar. We've, we're always talking about the dollar. In fact, I mean, today I started the show and when I saw the dollar at 110, yes. I had to mention 24-year high against the yen. Um, just stay on IBM for a quick second. Any reaction to what Ben said? And or is IBM something different than the group in any way, Tom, before we get to the next name? I don't see it as different. What happens with IBM, there's plenty of folks that will keep buying it. You know, years ago, you could buy IBM if you're a money manager and you'd never get fired. We've been going sideways for a long period of time. IBM is in, see that March 2020 low, the high of that low is 129.99. The low is the 84 that Ben just brought up. If it can't get above this 129, it's going to 84. You know, it's in the bar. It's trading right. in the bar right now. It's, it's not far into the bar, but it's in the bar, which makes a difference. Okay. All right, good. Um, let's get to Illinois Toolworks. Nearly 200 bucks. It's at 196 today. Um, Tom, why did this one jump out at you? This is a very unique company, okay? Every type of, uh, you know, our cars, our houses, all this, they they started out as Illinois Tools, but they're a, they're a testing company. So what ends up happening is that if there's less goods that are going out, there's less tests like, you know, like the car windows, all of this. These, this is a testing company. They make a huge amount of money. That being said, the bottom line, it come off the highs of this uh, 220. We're at the 196. I think you can sell it at this area, give it a tight stop. And the lower end of this is that 173 area. And I think that's where it's trying to, you know, build some cars to get down to. Right. Okay. And I see it, um, you know, making a little move today here. Uh, ben, what is your reaction to the Illinois Tool Works? Easy for me to say chart. Uh, another one for me, it's uh, not necessarily the stock that's getting me super excited. When I look at price activity, it's fairly range bound. It's uh, uh, somewhat contained. And I think a reflection of what we've seen in terms of the broader market, a nice rally off the June lows, but struggling after uh, coming off those August highs. And here's a pretty good example of that. Now, it looks like they bottomed out around 173 back in July, all the way up to 217. You can see, I have it labeled as 218, but you can see this range again and how we're right in the middle so really just kind of teetering around and not providing a lean one way or the other after trending higher we started to establish some areas of value to the downside but again uh, for the most part contained no real lean one way or the other and here you can see after coming off the highs from the beginning of january that we've settled into this range and this range goes all the way back to not just off those july lows and those august highs that we just pointed out but all the way back to well it looks like we are topping out around 220 going back to the beginning of january after selling off in the first couple weeks of the year so again at this point just sort of hanging out in the middle of this area that's been established basically since the beginning of the year, mid-January, or mid -January, end of January to beginning of February, I guess you could say. But the one thing I did notice here is a pretty well-defined trend still playing out in terms of the 
uh, a weekly time frame as far as the bottom left corner, top right corner pattern playing out. But, you know, one thing that I am noticing is look at this lower high coming into play here, recently coming off that 250 high from beginning of January, as mentioned. So the question here is similar to the broader market. You know, we were just talking about IBM being much, very much contained. I think as long as we hold up above the June lows, well, in this instance, again, it's actually the July lows, but as long as we hold up above the lows from the summer, that we're still kind of just range-bound and digestive potentially instill a bullish pattern if we could get back up above those highs uh, again from January. But if we take out the lows from the summer, broader market, the June lows, and in this instance, ITW, the July lows, I think that's, again, a reflection of a bear market and could open up the door for continued weakness in the second half of the year. Yeah, and I think everybody's watching some of those summer levels being so key when we're doing our charting, right, Tom? Yes, for sure, because it was a, it was a really fast, uh, counter trend rally. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. And, you know, they're backing down, uh, like with ITW, uh, on the weekly basis last week, it did so much volume, it's insane. I mean, you know, it didn't have much movement, okay, but we did volume of 6.5 million. So that is a big number. Well, we went from 199 to 193. That's that's a big, when volume pops out like that and you've gone down, it's, it's trouble. When volume pops out and you've gone up, it's awesome, you know, because it just means that there's some institutions that are either coming into it or getting out of it, so. Okay, last but not least, looking at uh, Mohawk Industries, you have it sell short here today, MHK, the ticker, it's, uh, it's at 108 here. Um, you said it's looking to head down, in fact, looking to head down closer to 68 bucks. I mean, is that, that's a big move. It's a big um, move, and this, this one is, um, it's not different, but the difference is that it, Every single piece of flooring that you see, folks, okay, whether it's tile, whether it's wood, you know, they started out as Mohawk carpet, okay, but they own everything. They own names that we know every single day that we go into in the housing business, okay? So the housing business, you know, is going to have a trouble. These interest rates are killing it. So what you have, you're trading 108.16. You can put the, high, the stop uh, over the high of today. And, yes, I'm looking for more destruction here. You know, that these these rates, you know, if you just take the fundamental aspect of what interest rate structure has done and basically the last uh, you know three months, you know, people are paying almost 50 percent more on a mortgage. If it's a new mortgage, that is OK, then they were. It doesn't mean that, you know, there's plenty of us that have mortgages in between, you know, the three percent, let's say six percent. But the bottom line is that when you hit that five and a half, six percent, when we're at three that is a 50% move, more money every month, and it's going to hit housing, and you know it is hitting housing, and it's hitting supply chains that are selling, and they sell every type of floor they sell, Mohawk. Right, understood. And you know, as we see the market doing what it's doing, you're mentioning housing, we're waiting on the Fed. I thought it was interesting when Jan Hatzius today talked about the possibility of a soft landing, and there was a path for that. So we'll have a lot to go through. Um, going forward. Ben, what are your thoughts here on Mohawk at 108 and, and as Tom is looking for it to go way down? Well, all this is hitting housing, and I think that's the sentiment behind this kind of bearish tone here and uh, some of the price activity we've seen recently. And to your point, Nicole, it does seem like as of the jobs number we saw Friday and some of the other data due out or uh, released recently, 
we're more kind of suggesting or looking at potentially a softish landing, but higher rates have had an impact and the ripple effect's been widespread. Housing probably the uh, epicenter of that. Let's talk about Mohawk though and the move lower we've seen on the hourly time frame because shares have been trending lower. So again, a reflection of that bearish sentiment that Tom was just talking about yeah. in a higher rate environment, trend lower, migration of value off the May highs. This is just part of the bigger picture selling that we've seen. Here's the four hour time frame coming off the highs from the beginning of the year up around 182. So this is that move lower from the May highs where we kind of double topped, earnings failed to excite and we sold off since, but this was part again of the selling that sold off or the move lower that we saw since the beginning of the year. Now the weekly time frame uh, shows here that move that we just talked about again uh, from 192 lower and the kind of double top that we saw how it was part of the bigger picture move where we topped out last spring, May uh, of last year, again up around uh, 230. You can see that we've kind of been range bound after selling off from the highs from December of uh, fell of 2017 where they topped out around 286, 290. We sold off into the pandemic lows down around 60 and since just not a lot of conviction one way or the other. I did want to check in on where things stand in terms of the 50 day moving average because I think it's a pretty good representation again of how since the beginning of the year and this is basically January, February, right in here. Mohawk was up around 160. They've uh, fall victim coming under the 50 day moving average, holding below, struggling to get above a brief visit that we saw back in May, but holding below the 200 day moving average. Look at this down 40% year to date. Uh, Mohawk coming off here, a significant move lower since the beginning of January. And again, I think it all chalks up to and kind of ties directly back into what we we're talking about as far as uh, IBM and, and in terms of uh, what's been playing out there. If we were to see the NASDAQ start to take out those June lows, uh, a reflection of kind of investors' unease, uncertainty, and, and a reflection of higher rates ultimately. Yeah. Great to see you both. Tom O'Brien, CEO of TFNN, Ben Lichtenstein, always with us and uh, on futures, of course, every morning. Thank you both very, very much. Good luck at IBM, Illinois, Toolworks, and Mohawk.